What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Talk to the Living podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. And how are you? I'm good. I've titled today's episode, Defending Rights, the Complexities of Gun, gun Ownership and Self-Defense Laws, particularly in California. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Clint, you're a police officer, but what do you think is your perspective of civilian rights when it comes to the Second Amendment or even our CCW in the state of California? I think there's a lot of bureaucracy that stands in the way of being able to own guns, carry guns lawfully or unlawfully. Like our, our laws, and especially California, they're so ass backwards in so many ways to where if you do things by the book in the right way, you almost get punished on a regular basis, especially when it comes to gun ownership. Like there's so many people who carry guns unlawfully and they get in trouble for it and they get a slap on the hand to where someone who's lawfully doing it and they're involved in an incident, then they're demonized on so many other levels. Like it's so backwards. Yeah. And and it's unfortunate because I think they're, well, actually I can tell you for sure during COVID, I think more people than ever became gun owners, legal gun owners, or at least legal gun carrying owners in the state of California. And I'm saying that because during my renewal, I have never seen the qualifications as crazy as it was during that time. And since then, just to renew your CCW has become a bigger hassle than it was to get a CCW in the first place. And getting a CCW in the state of California is probably one of the hardest things to do when it comes to legally being able to carry a firearm. Yeah, and and I mean, there's a lot of kind of outside sources, sources apart from just trying to get your CCW that, especially within our county, that they had faith, like it was a perfect storm kind of aligning up into that point to where that's what's led into a lot of the troubles that you've had to face with it. But I think the bureaucracy on the California side has made it even harder. Like you had these instant, like all the dominoes fell right in that same time frame. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you saw the video of a resident in LA County. His name was Vince Ricci, I believe is his last name. And three months prior to this incident, he had burglars come into his home and steal a bunch of shit. And Nobody was home at the time, but this gentleman is a lawful CCW holder. There's videos of him. He's now sponsored by the NRA where he goes to the shooting range on a regular basis. And he was on his way home from the gym and he has cameras set up in front of his house, right in front of the front door. One that appears to be over the garage where you can see his entire driveway. And as soon as he reaches the front door, he turns around and there's armed robbers And one of them pulls a firearm and begins to shoot. He returns fire. And everything is caught on video. This this dude just getting home from the gym has his wife and five-month-old baby inside doing everything the right way. And there, there is some controversy over why this happened. But the L.A. Sheriff's Department 
revoked and suspended his CCW. So now the NRA again has stepped in and they've sponsored him and there's videos all over the internet you can go and check out. But I got to thinking like the, the sheriff, I hope the sheriff's department gets the, the shit suit out of them because this has nothing to do with his CCW. This is a constitutional right. The gentleman was protecting his property and his livelihood and his family literally at his front door while armed robbers tried to, I don't know, kill him. And he didn't need to have his CCW in order to defend himself in that moment. You know, and I think that's that's something that we wa- we watched a documentary last night on. It's called The Fall of Minneapolis, which is actually a really good documentary, and it's really eye opening to show you that the you're not judged by 12 anymore in a jury. You're judged by everybody. And once social media and the media has made a determination of your guilt or innocence, that's what's going to happen. And in this instance, I think he has fallen victim of that. And and it's one of those things, it's just so sad to see that our rights are being mob-ruled compared to actually following off of what our Constitution says. And the saddest part about this is I think most people want to do things the right way. And this is a dramatic a dramatic way, a dramatic decision-maker for a lot of people to just say, why should I do things the right way? Especially in the state of California. Why should I go through the years-long process of trying to obtain my CCW? Why should I go through the years-long, or months, I should say, half a year now, in my case, to just be able to renew my CCW? Why should I go through the difficulty? Do you know how hard it is in California just to buy ammo? We went to the Bass Pro Shop during Black Friday, and you can't even get into the aisle where ammo is stored behind lock and key without permission from a sales associate to be able to look at the ammo behind lock and key. That's crazy. Did you have to fill out a background packet too? It's crazy. That's nuts. Well, and and that is because the laws within California to purchase ammo, you have to go through this arduous process just to have it. And, and it's nuts. And you can only, you're limited on the amount that you can buy at any given time. And, and it's just, it's crazy to see how our laws are transpiring into removing more and more of our constitutional rights. And and so I have an investigation going on in reference to one of my cases. And the person in which I'm investigating, he believes on, we'll say, the other side of the fence. And, and going through the data associated to it, I see things that I'm just like, wow, I can't believe people really believe this way. And there was a meme that he had posted is there's, you go back to the revolutionary war or the civil war and it has the musket loaders and, and talking about how this was the standard for the right to bear arms. And then it shows an assault rifle or an AR 15 saying this was not in our forefathers example of right to bear arms. And I don't think that has any relevance to this, the, our constitution and, and our amendments. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What's an assault rifle? <laughs> yeah, I know. As soon as I said it, as soon as <laughs> I said assault rifle, I was like, that's the wrong, wrong term to utilize. But, and, and cause technically an AR 15 is the, 
AR means assault rifle, and the 15, I believe, is the barrel length. Um, and that's kind of what that means. Yeah, and I'm thinking about people that I know who have illegally purchased guns, let's say, on the street. And I'm thinking about people who would rather do it the right way. Like, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it make more sense for somebody to, you want to document me and document the firearm that I purchased? That's fine. Let me go buy it at the store. And yet it's so difficult to do. You can't, you can't do that in California. You can't go to the store and buy a gun. You go to the store, you request to purchase a gun, which is the truth. You give them your money and then you have to wait in order for you to technically be approved and to be able to actually receive your gun weeks later. And wouldn't it make more sense to have something in place to where you could do that? And instead, these people are going onto the streets and they're buying guns that could be stolen property. They could be have, have firearms that have been used in a crime. And they're bringing them into their home because they would rather have something than not have anything at all. And these are good people. I'm not talking about the the thugs that do it. I'm talking about legitimate good people who do that. Well, it's they're forced to because, I mean, think about it. If you have to pay a hundred dollar application fee to see if you can even purchase a gun, and you don't get approved for one reason or the other because the government deems that you're not suit to purchase a firearm and I'm I'm not saying like you've been convicted of a felony or anything I just the government is the one who's making that determination to whether you can buy a gun or not and if they deem you're not so you're out a hundred bucks for no reason yeah and then you have places with lower crime rates where you can go to a fl- other states of course where you can go to a flea market and give a guy 50 bucks for a fi- used firearm yeah and there's no application process. There's just like, oh, I like this one. It's like going to Walmart and picking out a refrigerator. I don't. It want. used to be that way, going to Walmart and picking yeah. out a gun. Mm-hmm. Remember those days? I do. Buying ammo at Walmart. Mm-hmm. It was a normal practice, and now you have to go to any gun store or any, even with ammo, like you have to go through that application process to purchase it in California. And then I'm thinking, too, about the stigma with somebody who is lawfully and legally wanting to purchase a firearm. Unless you're going to a place that's specific for that, when you have um, a wide array of things, there are going to be people that will stigmatize you for even wanting to make that purchase to begin with. And that's that's our problem. There's so much mob mentality that we have nowadays versus firearms and, you know, you look at all the active shooters that are going on, like, do you think that banning all firearms is going to prevent that from happening? Yeah, it's possible, but they're going to find, they're going to use vehicles. They're going to use knives. They're going to use anything and everything that they have access to, to create a mass terror incident. Yeah. And as it pertains to, to this poor gentleman, in LA County, I think that the, the most important takeaway for me here is to make sure that if you're wanting to do things the right way, that you go to the fullest extent of doing things the right way, putting on the pressure. For example, my county, I have contacted them three times to ask about the status of my CCW renewal, which was due six months ago and done six, over six months ago. 
And also getting firearm insurance, getting insurance, whether you're a police officer and you're getting off-duty carry insurance or a CCW holder getting CCW carry insurance. I think it's, it's very important to push the limits in all of the right ways when you're choosing to do it and you're choosing to do it the right way. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.